0: John twenty one fifteen through 19 when they had finished breakfast jesus said to simon peter simon son of john do you love me more than these he said to him yes lord you know that i love you jesus said to him feed my lambs a second time he said to him simon son of john do you love me he said to him yes lord you know that i love you jesus said to him tend my sheep he said to him the third time simon son of john Do you love me? Peter felt hurt because he said to him the third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you used to fasten your belt and go wherever you wished. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will fasten a belt around you and take you where you do not wish to go. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which you would glorify God after this he said to him follow me the word of god for the people of god
1: what a wonderful sunday it is and uh you know hopefully hagen will still preach uh, after i'm done introducing him even though i mixed up christ school with asheville school um, but our scripture today finds us in a moment of departure, very conveniently. Jesus is getting ready to depart from Peter and the other disciples for the last time. He is setting up Peter and those disciples for a life without his physical self. This, this passage is also often co- uh, called the one that reinstates Peter after his denial. But that's not our focus of today. No, uh, our focus of today is the one thing that Jesus tells Peter before he moves on and his, his final command to him is, is follow me it seems a little silly right how can someone follow someone who isn't there well it's simple this is a command to live into the ways of Jesus Peter has spent years alongside of him learning his ways his love and his grace and now it is time for him to pick up the mantle and embody those ways the ways of God and this is where we find ourselves this morning As we allow young people to lead us, to see their faith, their followership as it's on display and to recognize the accomplishments of our seniors, this is the perfect Sunday for this passage because they have spent the last 18 years of their lives in these walls learning the ways of Jesus, the ways of God, the ways of grace, hope, peace, love, and joy. And now it's time for them to depart, but not silently, not without one last command, because as they start their next chapter, this morning is a reminder to them and to us, honestly, that Jesus' command on our life is to always follow me. And so in the spirit of Christ, along, allowing others to lead, I pass the mic on to my friend Hagen Brooks, who has a message to share with us all as he begins his next steps into the next chapter of his life.
2: I am a music lover. I know what you're thinking, a teenager's music. That's not real music. But don't fret, I listen to all kinds of music, from the classics of the 70s and 80s to the bluegrass of Western North Carolina. In this love of music is where I started my journey of faith. As a young boy out in those pews, I felt like the coolest kid standing up and singing hymns. I would space out for all of church except for those few hymns. The more I would sing, the more it turned turn to not just singing, but listening too. From that, it developed into listening what old Pastor Rob was talking about way up there. Then soon, trying to implement those lessons into my life. Hymns, they're an underrated form of worship. Yes, we all stand up and sing them, some of us better than others. We may be singing and hearing it, but we don't listen. We may be just singing along, thinking about where to go to lunch after, but we don't realize the depths of hymns. One of my favorite hymns is We Walk by Faith, written by Henry Alford. Its first line is, we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. This is the fundamental truth of faith. If we only believe what we see, then faith cannot exist. Society is too focused on the physical, focused on what they can see, where they can go or buy next, only in the short term. You need to have faith for the long term. Trust in God that he will guide us even though we may not always see or hear him. The second verse starts with, we may not touch his hands or side. This verse is about the story of doubting Thomas. John chapter 20, 24 through 29. Now Thomas, also known as the twin, one of the 12, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again and Thomas was with them. Each one of us has been Thomas at one time or another, and that's okay. Without doubt, there would be no need for faith. If we didn't think we were going to be able to accomplish a goal, we would not need to have faith in God, that he has a plan for us, and it will all work out in the end. With this doubt, it creates more faith. That is why Thomas made one of the biggest affirmations of faith in the Bible, my Lord and my God." This is when He and all of us can walk by faith. That is what the third verse talks about with these lines, help then, O Lord, our unbelief, and may our faith abound to call on You when You are near. This is saying, if we need help and have faith, God will be there to show us the way towards Him. If we ask, He may not always answer in the way we want. He won't wave a magic wand and make everything better. He will give us opportunities for us to choose to make things better the way we want. With this choice, we can have faith in Him and His plan that we will make the right choice. Then this leads to the last verse. It says that with our life of faith is done in realms of clear light, may we behold you as you are with full and endless sight. This is saying when it all comes to an end, if we do have a life of faith, we will go and join God in heaven. With all of our doubts and mistakes, we can still go and behold him. This one small hymn has all of these ideas rolled up into it, each verse telling one part of the larger story that is the hymn. So next time you sing a hymn, don't worry about if anyone is judging your singing, but listen and reflect. The words may have a greater meaning and help you on your journey of faith. Thank you, amen.